Welcome hey. to the under, no, not the underdog, the heart of an underdog show. We are so excited that you're here to join us. I am Jessica Madrigal. And I'm Javi. And we are um, here to bring you the uh, heart of an underdog show where we really take on um, helping you navigate like major medical challenges so that you can live a life full of purpose, a fulfilling life, the one that you desire to have. So that's what we're talking about here and today. We're so excited for the show today. We're so excited to have our guest. Um, she is the epitome of an underdog. Absolutely. She has an incredible story that we want to share with you guys today. We told you how that what this show is going to be all about, and this is uh, exactly what we're talking about. Today's story is exactly what we want to share with you, exactly where the direction and the, the mission of this show is to help encourage you and to help inspire you mm-hmm. to um, not let these things that happen to us in life overwhelm us and to dictate and rule over our lives and basically uh, make our lives more stagnant and and hopeless. There's still hope for us despite the adversity. Right. And today's story is going to inspire you. I believe it's going to really help you to see that there is, there is hope. So Miss Annie Wright is going to join us today. I'm so excited for this. And so stay tuned for that. But before we get going, I just want if you are new to uh, our our channel, our new pro- our new broadcast, we are um, uh on Facebook Live right now, but um, later on, this will be on our podcast. Yeah, and um, so the way to find that is to go to www.heartofanunderdog.com. And that's where you're going to find all of our podcasts on Podbean. We are currently being accepted by all of the different uh, podcast platforms. You can find us on, uh, you know, all of the. So we're going to be on TuneIn. We're going to be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all of that. So we're currently working on being accepted to those. It takes a little bit of time. Well, right now we are on Spotify. We yeah, on- and we are absolutely on our, our website, which is what you see there, here. And so you can go there right now and you can watch episode one and episode two. And yep. we will have this episode up this week. So it doesn't take much time for us to get them up. So you should be able to catch this there. Um, yes. Coming yeah. up, we will have a YouTube channel for this as well, so you'll be able to catch. Absolutely, it. you know what I love about this this today, <laughs> opposed to last week. If you listened to me last week, I <laughs> sounded like death. I was like, yeah, or or Wolfman Jack. If you if you guys remember him, I don't know if yeah. you, I age myself. That's why but, I said Wolfman Hobby because yeah. you, you should be like on a radio show. And so, man, I was struggling with this thing. It, Still, it still wants to hold on a little bit, but at least I have a voice. I have some energy today, a little bit of energy, and it's so it's 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 been a, a rough uh, few. He's back weeks. to his old stealth again. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, that's why I love doing these shows because it does motivate me. It doesn't keep me inspired, and despite even if it's a you know a, a flu or junk in my whatever. Exactly. I want to push through, you know, um, and today, uh, yeah, I, I was, I was really hoping that I was going to be able to be here because we're so excited for our guest. Remember today we have Annie, right? We'll bring her on in a moment, but right now, right now, right before we do that, I want to make sure that you guys are aware of a couple things going on with us. We want to share some updates. Um, so one of the things that we are going to be opening up seats to this next couple weeks, you'll see more and more on our elite ninja Academy. So our elite ninja Academy, um, is the coaching program that we offer for people who are fighting major medical issues. You know, people who are 
you know, they're going for it in their business, that so they're entrepreneurs or they're career professionals that, you know, are, are changing lives, things like that, or they have all kinds of dreams in their life. And these, these medical issues that are just thrust upon them, or they've hit a wall, maybe they've hit a wall with their health because they've really been pouring themselves into their career or their families, and they just don't know where else to go. They don't want it to take over what they're trying to accomplish in life. Um, a lot of people have a calling on their life that God's given them. And they can't accomplish that because their health is really attacking them. That's where we come in. We want to fill that gap and make sure that they can live that fulfilling life. So our, our academy is um, something that has changed lives. And we have seen incredible results for people. And um, actually, Annie is one of them. So we hear her incredible story today. But this is uh, these are seats that are opening up soon. So be looking out for that because uh, we are taking on more people. So yeah, that's something exactly. very exciting. It's going to be awesome. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready for Annie Wright? All right. All right so, so introducing Miss Annie Wright. Hello. Welcome, hey. Annie. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, beautiful souls. So happy to be here. I love how you always say beautiful souls because it's just, it just shows so much about who you are in your heart. And that's and that's just a huge testament to who you are today as opposed to um, maybe even a year ago. I mean, you are just, yeah. it's, it's an incredible story. I can't wait to jump into it. But before we, uh, uh, and again, I thank you for being here and taking the time because um, we know you have things you could be doing. And so I appreciate you and uh, sharing your story because this will be powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing I want, we want to ask you, though, before we dive into your story and all the things that uh, you have to, to tell, because you have a lot to tell, um, we want to know a little bit about you. So can you share with our audience just a little bit about who you are, what you do? Well, um, I am the very fortunate person to have a wonderful husband, Troy. Uh, we've been together almost 30 years um, and then a awesome, awesome uh, daughter and son. Uh, two sons. Um, one has since passed, but um, my son, Cameron Wright, and our daughter, Taylor, and her husband, Casey, and our wonderful, exciting grandchild, Cage. So mm-hmm. I live in uh, a, a beautiful state of Colorado, and I'm a real estate uh, licensed broker, but I just deal with property management. Mm, you're a busy lady. And with the new grandbaby. I know. It's I know. So it's such a blessing to like. It is. It's amazing. He owns the majority of my heart, I think. <laughs> Everybody else get out. Yeah. You know. <laughs> no. I love that. So, um, so tell us a little bit about what your life was like before you had a heart attack, because we can, we're going to get into it in a minute, kind of like what kind of heart attack you had and, and what that story is all about. But I want to know, I want our audience to also know, what what was life like before your heart attack? Because I think people really think that these come out of a very specific lifestyle, that heart attacks happen to people because of all these choices that they're making, poor choices, whatever, or a specific type of heart attack in, in particular, like it's only, you know, coronary artery disease or whatever, but your story is very different. So can you share, uh, you know, what your life was like before and kind of your habits, what you were doing with, um, you know, maintenance on your medical stuff? Like, what were you doing? So I led an extremely active life, um, played a lot of outdoor sports, um, softball, uh, was one of my favorites. So I did a lot of uh, that walking and hiking and biking, just doing a lot of outdoor activities. Um, I did my normal annual yearly checkups. The only major thing I ever suffered was migraines. I've had them since I was seven. Um, but I, you know, I ate junk food, the normal kind of thing, but I have never been overweight um, or in the obese category. 
but no, no, no major red flags of any sort in my life. And my blood pressure has always been like 120 over 80, perfect blood pressure. Um, cholesterol has, uh, has never been higher than 165. Um, so for the most part, I've never been a smoker. Um, I drink occasionally. However, the last five years, I dropped it completely with the exception of picking it back up a little bit this last few months, but, um, but no, I led a really healthy life with the exception of one thing, which, um, we'll probably get into, but I buried a lot of tragic, stressful things in my life. I chose not to share them. I chose not to think they even exist. It was my past. I couldn't do anything with it. And I thought, I thought I moved forward, forward from it. Absolutely. And that's something I think, gosh, I think so many of us can say is that we just kind of like, especially with past trauma, like from growing up or previous relationships or something, whatever it happens to be, you're just sort of like, well, I'm going to move on. So that means I've dealt with it. So I completely resonate with that. And I think a lot of people. Probably and in can. reality, we just kind of shove it, shove away, it down. Right. It like, turns into a saddlebag on us that we don't <laughs> realize that is there. Yeah. And I have enough saddlebags on my own. that's awesome (laughs) I love you so um so now now that you've kind of led up to that you're talking about your um you know kind of your stress issues and kind of where you what you were holding on to can you walk us through your heart attack story and I want to take a little time here because I know that this is emotional for you but also I think there's a lot of moments in this story um that are critical in the way that if you looked back now, after you're done telling the story, I also want you to say, you know, if you look back, what would you say you may have handled differently or that you may have seen even just as a red flag that maybe you didn't see at the time? Kind of, can you walk us through the story and then, and then kind of reflect on that? So, um, I've, I noticed as the years had gone by that I became very, um, overly sensitive. I became, um, very afraid of so much. So I, um, held on to things tighter to try to protect them and, um, not let the bad things in. Um, and I, I, uh, was very short fused, extremely short fused because I thought I was dealing with things, but I really wasn't. So when they got Mm -hmm. to a certain point, um, I didn't like the person that I was (laughs) because it, um, what not a mean person, but just a very angry person. And um, so leading up to the day of my heart attack a week prior, I was under the most stress. I think I had been in, well, not really. That's another story to be told with my son, but both of them revolved around my child. Um, my child's nine, 19, almost 20, but um had a very stressful week prior. He was just getting ready to two months shy of graduating high school. And he made made some decisions that I took upon myself as failure on my end. So that made me more anxious and more angry. And I couldn't understand how I thought I raised my child to be perfect. And nobody's perfect, but thought I raised him to be this, this child that 
he wasn't. He was his own person who was making his own decisions. And so it was a very stressful week prior. Um, I was on the phone with him in a very stressful conversation for a decision he had made, uh, giving up a scholarship and purchasing something that he couldn't afford. And within minutes of hanging up with him, I hung up the phone really upset and I started to feel like I had horrible indigestion. And I couldn't even tell you what indigestion felt like because I don't think I ever really had it, but that was the only thing I could contribute it to was just real, not pressure. Didn't feel like something was sitting on my chest. It just felt like burning indigestion. And so I walked up to the stairs back to my office and it kind of radiated over my shoulder, my left shoulder. And it, it felt like almost a burning sensation there. So I thought, okay, the stress, I pulled a nerve or pinched a nerve. I pulled a muscle or something, you know, cause we carry our stress in our shoulders. And so I got, by the time I got to my office, it was getting a little bit worse. And the, the pain kind of was going down my left arm a little bit, not squeezing or anything at this point, just an ache. And then when I got in the office, it just started to feel like somebody reached their hand in and grabbed my tricep and was squeezing the life out of my tricep. So I stood up, walked to the doorway in my office and I yelled to my coworkers, um, women, and I said, ladies, I, I think I'm having a heart attack. And I wasn't sweating. My heart wasn't racing. It just felt like overwhelming stress, like Mm-hmm. like I've never felt before. So they came in, they called 911. And then I I sat down. I'm like, no, we're at the height of COVID here because that was uh, April of last year, 2020 tax day. And it had nothing to do with my taxes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, they came in and I said, you know what? I think it's just a panic attack. I just had an argument with my son. I think it's just a panic attack. That's all. Um, fortunately for me, they still called the ambulance. By the time the ambulance got there, of course, guilt started setting in. I'm thinking they're wasting their time on me. It's just a panic attack. There's people out there suffering from COVID, have respiratory issues. You know, don't waste your time on me. I'm fine. It's a it's a panic attack. They convinced me to go to the hospital. Thankfully, they got me into the ambulance and they ran it. They said my blood pressure was through the roof, first of all. But they ran an EKG in the ambulance and it came back normal, perfectly normal. So got, but when he was putting the IV and that was the worst pain ever. So something was definitely going on, got to the hospital. They ran another EKG at the hospital. Everything was fine. They gave me some nitro, which gave me a headache, made me nauseous. And all I remember was turning around, looking at the nurse and saying, I think I'm going to get sick. I think I'm going to pass out. No, sorry. Before that, before that, my hands started kind of going like this like constricting and my toes started constricting as well. And then I looked over at the nurse and said, I I think I'm going to pass out. I think I'm going to throw up. And that's all I remember. And I coded. So they came in, they had to do the chest compressions to, to get my heart back into rhythm, I guess. And then um, they ended up shocking me and it it brought me back. So they wheeled me in, um, the hardest part thinking about that, of course, because I can't remember any of it, but the hardest part was learning after the fact that a chaplain, my husband was called by the chaplain. He was met at the, the hospital door by a chaplain because they just weren't letting people in. Mm. So 
it, it breaks my heart to see or to, to feel the pain. I know my husband felt at that moment. And then when the chaplain was walking him down, he saw the end room with all these doctors and nurses all around and a bunch of commotion. And he just said, please don't stop there. Please don't stop there. And of course they stopped at that room and it was me. So for your loved one to sit and see what's going on, not knowing if you're going to live or die. And to think the doctor coming in to say, you know, the doctor said to him, she's not our normal, our typical heart patient. Um, she said she was on the phone or her coworker said she was on the phone with an argument. So we think this is just broken heart syndrome. Literally said that broken heart syndrome is what the doctor called it. Mm-hmm. Said We don't know what's for sure what's going on, but we feel like that's what it is. And he asked if I had any other medical issues. And my husband's like, no, she's she's been healthy. And so they wheeled me off and they found out that I had 80 percent blockage of my LAD. They also said that um, I suffer vasospasms, which constricted the final 20% of what I had in there. And that's how I, I coded. So it was spasming. And that's what was causing me to have the sensations I was having. But the actual coding took place when it constricted completely. Mm-hmm. So wow. um, we can stop there just for a second and just talk about we've been through situations that are equally as scary and it is so terrifying because in the moment we can talk about it now and it's like, Oh man, we can see on the other side, how, how um, everything worked out and how different you are now and how amazing what you've brought out of that. And we'll talk about that in a minute, but when you're in that moment, man, it's like, you just, you're just in, you're just in prayer and in faith and in, 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 in fear. And you, it's like, you just don't know. And you just have to like, hold yourself up while you go through, you process it. Like you're on that moving what sidewalk in the, in the, yeah. in the, in the airport where you're just like, I'm just on this and I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm just going to move through yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, it's incredible. Especially when you said you talk about, you don't remember a lot of it. You know, we've talked a lot about uh, spouses or partners or caregivers and uh, absolutely. I'm so glad that you recognize what he went through because mm-hmm. Um, you're yeah. like, I don't remember part of it, but he does. And he yeah. didn't have any like blackouts. <laughs> you know, like, most of the time we don't, people don't talk about the, the people that have to witness all this, mm-hmm. our spouses or our family members. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, you know, as you're describing that moment and ha- as he had to walk up to your, where you were, your room and seeing that whole uh, atmosphere. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was there with you. I mean, yeah. we've been there with you. Uh, I mean, ourselves, mm-hmm. we've been there. Um, and, uh, that it's not only heart wrenching, but it is, um, it's shocking. And that's a good word. And, and, and uh, um, and we don't want our families to have to go through that No, ever again. No. Um, yeah. and he still carries it. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you take that picture out of your mind. Yeah. yeah. And so that that goes into how uh, uh, they treat you. It goes into your relationship. It goes into all these different yeah. things on your day to day life after um, after we move on and after we recover. And that again, that's what this is all about. How do we find ways to move on and not let that moment these horrible moments in our lives, these 
-hmm. things when we get diagnosed with a disease or we are given such a um a plate of adversity given to us all of a sudden we didn't get we didn't wish this upon us we didn't want this we didn't uh it didn't come easy it just was thrusted upon us and so how do we then recover and how do we move on with a full and thriving life mm -hmm. and that's the, the point of the show and i i think that's what you have to offer because and that's what i want to go into next can you tell me or tell the audience here when what you felt afterwards what was it like afterwards when you when you they've you've already had your intervention and the doctors have released you from the hospital then what what were your biggest struggles during all of that so I did not know the right questions to ask the doctor. I was in shock at that moment, trying to figure out how, you know, and, and not really believing that was the thing is like, I didn't really believe that I had that because once you have it, the symptoms you have before are like just normal everyday kind of things that you might have in a day. And you, you can't put a finger on why you had it, but you got over it and you went on. I couldn't understand how I got to that point, given where, you know, my life when I was a child, of course, or young adult, we all do stupid things. And, you know, we live a life that maybe isn't the healthiest or the best for us. Um, but the last 30 years of my life, 40 years of my life have been pretty healthy, pretty good. So it was so overwhelming to think that I was in there. I, you know, 52 years old. So I just, I couldn't fathom it. And I had no answers. The doctors give you such little information because they expect you to ask the questions. They're going to only tell you what's what happened or what they did. Really, they're not even going to tell you what led up to it. They're not going to tell you anything. They expect you to ask those questions. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing on their part, but it's like it would be so much nicer if we could figure out a way to work together on that. So, cause knowledge is everything. That's how you know how to move forward is with knowledge. Mm -hmm. So when I left the hospital again, so confused and terrified, I was so afraid to go to sleep because I mean, you don't know if you're going to wake up. You yeah. don't know if, if it's going to happen again in the middle of the night. Um, they sent me home with this, um, uh, life vest that I had to wear big and bulky to go to sleep. I constantly was testing it, turning off, unplugging to make sure there were sounds coming out of it. And that it was beeping I constantly calling the number to make sure it was working. Mm -hmm. because I thought that was going to be my life-saving device that it would shock me if it happened again and I would be okay. So you live in a state of constant fear. And so to try to figure out how to get out of that. Of course, they say go to therapy, which therapy is great. Um, they uh, tell you to um, go to cardiac rehab, which is wonderful too, just to get you back into the rhythm. But I wasn't able to start cardiac rehab for almost three weeks. So I was told to stay home for 30 days. I was terrified to stay home. I begged my cardiologist to at least let me go back to work. So I was around people. I just wanted to be in my office. So, cause my husband had to go back to work. I yeah. didn't want to be alone. I thought if I have another one, no one's going to be here 
to help me. So you, you truly live in this constant state of fear unless you're unlucky enough or, and lucky enough at the same time to know somebody who's been through it that could sit there with you and walk you through it and explain all these different things. But we pray to God that we don't have that because you don't want somebody else to experience it. So I started Googling or not Googling, but turning to Facebook, searching for, you know, um, heart survivor groups, people that could relate to what I was going through because I felt like that was, I felt my husband couldn't understand. My husband has heart issues too. And he doesn't think that he has heart disease, but he does, but he suffers from a different form of it, but he just thinks it's mild and that he no way can relate to what I was going through. And at some level he, he couldn't. Um, So I started doing that and all I found in that, and I'm not saying those groups are bad either because it's a wonderful source for somebody to go to, to feel like they can relate to somebody else, but they were sharing just their sad stories. We all have those sad stories and it's great to share them because you have to get them off your chest But no one in those groups had a definitive answer as to how to stop the merry-go-round, how to be able to get off and walk a path that has clear direction and will lead you to a better life and lead you to the answers that you need. There was none of that because they were in the same place that I was. And so I felt more frustrated, more confused, more scared, more alone. And fortunately enough for me, Jessica, you, I I posted my story, you know, I I told people where I was and you were able to see that story and you reached out to me. And from that moment, my life forever changed the beginning of May of 2020, my life changed for the second time forever, but the second time it changed for the better. So that's how my, my new life began when I found you guys. Annie, I love you so much. (laughs) Your story is so incredibly inspiring. And I wanted to talk a little bit about kind of parts of that. So first of all, um, did they explain broken heart syndrome to you at all? Did they explain that that's a real thing? It is a real thing, they said. Um, But again, they didn't really go into clear definition. It's like, and honestly, when they were explaining it. I still wasn't quite all there. So I can't really tell you what I remember Mm -hmm. them saying. I think it had a lot to do with overwhelming stress that you just, your body, it's overload for your body. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it may or may not be what you actually actually experienced because you did have an 80% blockage. And that's the second thing I wanted to mention is that, you know, for those of you watching, um, just understand that in, in Annie's situation, um, she actually got a physical blockage from stress. So um, there was uh, a resource that we put out um, last year, I think, that is goes directly into how the body actually creates blockages, physical blockages from the body's response to stress because of, of um, you know, your hormones releasing and all of it, it is an overload and your body will actually create blockages due to the hormones and the imbalances that get, get created from stress. Um, it's an incredible thing because it's just as powerful as the food we eat and the exercise that we do yeah. or don't do. Yeah. And we, we don't, we don't treat stress, especially in our society. We don't treat stress as we do nutrition or even right. fitness. Um, you know, yes, there's th- this thing called stress management. Yes, we do talk about that, but you don't see 
the latest fad in, in stress, stress management. management. <laughs> you see the la- latest fad or trend in fitness and nutrition, but stress is just in the management of it is just as impactful to um, th- our our overall health. Whether you're fighting heart disease or you're fighting other any other type of disease, mm-hmm. stress feeds into that. Well, and stress is so, it feels, I think part of the reason why is it feels so immeasurable. It's like, how do I even know if I have a lot of stress? I could just be used to it. I, that's how I am. How okay. do I know how to manage it if I don't have any skills in that arena? How, what, who would I talk to? Is it, a, I don't know, is it a therapist? Do I go to classes? Like, do I meditate? I don't know. It, there's nothing out there really, you know, um, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of courses or whatever, but it's not as, as um, particular as the nutrition and fitness industry. So, uh, but the stress management part has a lot to do with, you know, we talk about all these other ailments. Mm. It could also, it also has a lot to do with like mental health issues. Right. right. So then we get into a whole other arena. So it, it, when it's really important, so, you know, it does affect our bodies though. I think people don't realize that our mental and emotional health really physically create problems in our bodies and that it, it can create something like a heart attack or some other kind of thing. See, right. for me, you know, again, I said the last 40 years of my life have been, you know, much better. Mm-hmm. And what we don't realize is all the stuff that happened from a child, from me being a child to now, stress came out, I I truly believe. And that's how I've had migraines since I was seven. They, my, my body just created that stuff. I had a very, I had a horrible childhood, horrible, horrible, horrible. And so when I was old enough to leave that environment and I left, I went as far away as I could possibly go, left my family behind. I loved my, my mom dearly, loved my family dearly, but it was, to me, it was toxic. It was such a toxic environment that just did not work. And I decided at that point when I left, I wasn't going to bring up my past. I wasn't going to bring up the stuff that happened in my past. And I can honestly tell you sitting here today, I don't remember a lot of it. I have so many blocked memories because it was easier for me to bury them or put them in my saddlebags and know that they're away. I wasn't going to use it as a crutch. I didn't need to use that as a crutch in my life. So I thought I was dealing with it the best way that I could. Mm -hmm. Putting them in my saddlebags, it was gone. I didn't have to relive it. But in all actuality, that's the stress that my body was going through on a daily basis Mm -hmm. because I wasn't dealing with them. I wasn't talking about it and getting it out and release it. My own family, my my kids and my husband never even met most of my family until the last, you know, five years. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we've been together almost 30. So that's how bad I wanted to push my life away. I had a few core friends from my childhood that I love dearly and I keep in my heart to this day. But other than that, I wanted nothing to do with my past. And I felt it made me weak if I chose to talk about them or bring them to the forefront. I felt weaker. Little did I know I was hurting myself. And now because of you guys, I'm not ashamed of my past. I'm not you know, ashamed of my family. I'm not afraid to to speak of my past because I know my journey 
is going to help somebody else realize that, hey, I don't have to silence my past. I can deal with it and put it behind me because it's not failure. It's not anything to be ashamed of. Everything we do in our lives is a learning lesson. If you keep repeating the pattern over and over and over again, then that becomes a failure. But if you have an experience and you deal with it, you realize, hey, this may not have been the best way to to do it. And you learn from it and you move on. That is God's gift to us. Mm -hmm. That is God saying, I want you to learn this. I want you to. I don't want you to bury it because there's lessons to be learned. There's lessons to share. And that's what I'm about now. I'm about sharing my lessons and giving hope to somebody else that you can survive it. No matter what you have in your past, Mm -hmm. you can survive it. I've survived the death of my father at a very young age. Now, then I buried it. But now I, I can talk about it. I had a brother that was murdered at the age of 17. Oh. Didn't want to deal with it then. I'm, I'm okay now. Um, loss of a, a son, son, my husband's oldest child. You know, um, miscarriage, sexual assault, um, you know, uh, trauma from my son when he was an infant, um, almost being killed by a daycare provider, you know, horrible things in your life sometimes just happen. Mm -hmm. And you have to live in that moment. The death of my sister too, just recently. So it's okay to feel the pain. It's okay. We have to feel that pain. That pain reminds us that we're alive. That pain reminds us that, you know, we have to take control of our lives. You have to figure out how to take control because that pain does not have to exist forever. That pain can turn into purpose. That pain can turn into a lesson. And I learn that and live that every day now. And I I just want to share that with everybody. You know, 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 the, the, the person that first came to us Mm -hmm. one year ago and who you, who you are now today, mm-hmm. speaking the way you are, it's just two totally different, totally, people. totally different people. Yeah. yeah. But let's let's go back a, a little bit because I don't want to go. I don't want to skip on skim over it. Um, you you were looking for answers and you're getting frustrated trying to find some answers, trying to find some help, and trying to find some guidance through these treacherous waters, right through this uh-huh. adversity. And then you came across my wife. She reached out to you. Um, but then, then what did, did what what, what how did you did do? You, how did you how did this transformation from the old Annie one one year ago that was struggling to this person now? Can you tell us just a little bit here, very kind of briefly, because we're running a little bit low on time? Can you kind of tell us what that was like? So, um, I was very drawn in, uh, Jessica was, was very compassionate and understanding as to what I was going through. And she, she guided me to tools. She sent me links. She sent me things to kind of refocus, you know, try to, uh, the tools to learn. So when she directed me to under dig, underdog ninjas website, as far as the tools that were on there, um, the clarity tool was one of the tools that changed my life forever. 
because I could, she helped guide me to step back and view things from a different point of view, a different perspective. And she helped me, the, the group helped me dig deeper to find out why I didn't want to live that life, why I wanted change, why certain things were that I was holding on to them and not dealing with them. And that is how I step-by-step, step, like I, I, in fact, the program, I get to one point and then I go back to a, to the beginning again, because it's not a one time and done thing. Mm-hmm. You have to reevaluate your life on a constant basis. And the tools that were offered, I tell you, it, you, it was a clear path. There was no digging through because what you guys presented, you've been through, you walked that, that path. So you already knew. And because of your willingness to share that with me, it saved me hours and hours and hours of one-on-one therapy with, with a therapist that I'm just telling my story over and over and over to mm-hmm. even with a therapist. There was no true guidance. Sometimes it's here. It's a pill or you need to just read this, but you guys actually held my hand and walked me through it. And there was no pressure. There was no, you've got to do this now. Otherwise you're, you're not moving forward fast enough. It was like, I did it at my pace, but I wanted it bad enough. If you don't want it, it won't happen. And I wanted it. I didn't want it for my family. You know, not just for myself, but for my family and my loved ones. And I tell you instantly, my coworkers, people around me, you guys could see the change and it happened. It happened fast. I don't know if you guys agree, but to me, it happened fast. And I am so much lighter, so much happier. I, I feel like now I'm a beacon for somebody else. And you are. And yeah, you absolutely are. I, I, I cannot begin to explain how proud of you we are, Annie, in watching your transformation happen over the past year. I mean, it's been a year, but it didn't take a year. You're right. It happened quick. Annie is um, part of our alumni in our uh, Elite Ninja Academy program is what she's referencing. And, uh, you know, look, here's the thing. You're right, Annie. We can make the best program in the world. We talk about our story all day long. We could write out tools. We could give you all the resources you need. But if you don't apply it, you're the one that did the work. And I know we have this argument a lot <laughs> where you're like, it was you. No, it was you. But if you're the one that did this work. I always want to put it back. Look, I, I can't do this for you. He can't do this for you. We can't take the steps for you and, and really dig into what your, you know, your, your core issues are, all of that. That's something that you did and you were willing to face and, and take on because it was so important to you for certain reasons, for your family. Like you said, you were sick and tired of feeling the way that you'd been feeling and realizing that this was your wake up call. This was your second chance to do the things that you always wanted to do, be the person you always wanted to be and to grow into this new version of yourself that is incredible. And this isn't, and you've said yourself, this isn't the person that you think thought that you would ever expected to have been, but it's because of the heart attack, right? That this was yeah. your it was opportunity. So can you talk a little bit about how you feel about why you like, that what the heart attack did for you? My heart attack, I call my, my blessing. It, it, it truly, it saved my life. Um, you know, it, right before the heart attack, I was wishing God would take my life at that a week before I repeated a phrase, God, take me in my sleep. God, take me in my sleep for 45 minutes. I kid you not. I, I was, I was so drained and I was so lost. And then 
I mean, I had the heart attack. So to me, that honestly was God saying, you know what? You're not, it's not your time. You have lessons to learn yet and you have a story to tell. And I'm going to help you with that journey. I'm going to help you see that there's so much more to life and that there is so much that I have, I personally have to offer. And I never felt that way before. I didn't think my story was worth sharing. And God woke me up and said, you know what? You have a lot to share. You have a lot to do yet. So no, I'm not taking you. <laughs> Thank you. That's right. Exactly right. And and from that moment, when you go uh, go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh no, I was just saying it was a blessing. No, the moment that you're you're going from the person that was saying, "God, just take me," to now you're the person that is inspiring. You, God is showing you His plan because you you were. He, you may have had some other idea what you wanted. You wanted out, but God had something else in store. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, in order for you, for him to get your attention, it seems mm-hmm. you had to go through this. Yeah. And you went through this. And because you went through this, you have an incredible story, but you have a, a incredible perspective That's on life yeah. and how you're dealing moving forward. You look, this is one of the things that you, you haven't shared and I'll, I'll kind of lead into this. It's not this journey in this year. Yes, it has been fast. And yes, most people um, that don't have their tools and the resources that you, that you've had available to you take years of struggling and, and painfully finding this years Mm-hmm. But you've done this recovery in a year, but it hasn't been all easy street. No, it, it, no. it has been. It has been difficulty. It has been difficult for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are times you've had difficulty managing uh, this. Mm-hmm. I think early on there was some um, questions whether you can do it. Yeah. Uh, and and it hasn't all been about heart disease either. Here's right. the thing yeah. is that you have been not only on a journey of how to manage and navigate your your life now with heart disease, but you've also been on a journey of how to manage and navigate other hard things like the recent uh, passing of your sister, which mm-hmm. awakened, by the way, a whole other ad- cup of adversity awakened yeah. in a whole part of you. I hadn't even seen until this happened. So, um, you know, this this track that you've been on on growth i don't think that you were ready to do the thing that god was going to call you to do with your sister's story because she has her own story through Mm -hmm. you and 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 through your outreach now so um i wanted to just to touch on that is that now annie is taking her sister's story who had a, a early untimely death um due to addiction and helping other people that fight addiction in their stories Mm-hmm. So because of her overcoming her story and sharing this with others, yeah. sure, that are battling heart disease, she was able to be positioned, okay, to overcome something else, to share yeah. their story, to help more people. Yeah. So this, it all feeds on itself. It all is a domino effect of how God wants to grow us and, and love us and just pull us through our, our lives in, in a way that um, is so rewarding and so fulfilling if we want it. If we right. go after it, if we do the work and we look for the answers, right? right? So you're just an incredible 
um, inspiring story uh, all the way through. So I would ask you this. My last question would be, if you were sitting across the table from someone who was where you were, who was struggling with this, they just had a heart attack and they have no answers. What would you tell them? Honestly, I would say be brave, be strong enough to accept the resources and use the resources that are in front of you. And I would say, go to Underdog Ninja, you know, check out that website, because even if you just want to be a looky-loo at first, check it out, see what it has to offer and reach out to me, you know, uh, because once you start sharing your story, you realize you're not alone. You realize that there are other there are people out there willing to help you. You know, I would say go for a walk with me on my my um, video walks that I do. I would say, you know, ask me any question that you want. Ask other people questions that they've gone through. But you have to be willing to communicate. You have to be willing to open up and take that first step. Because once you start that movement and you find something positive in it, it's going to give you that momentum to keep going. Because again, Underdog Ninja offers more than just, you know, uh, the physical um, part of it as far as getting healthy with your fitness, getting healthier with your nutrition. I love both of those things. And you guys have given me so much in that. But for me, what I gained the most was walking me through the stress that I didn't think I had. So open up people, reach out and use the tools that are there. They work. They work if you work it. Oh, I right. love you so much. Right. And you know, like I said in the beginning, Annie is um, the perfect example of what we talk about as the heart of an underdog. She overcame overwhelming odds mm-hmm. where she wouldn't even bet on herself. A year ago and no, I she she has overcome so much she like I said she even struggled at times but she kept on going back to the tools kept going back back to the process mm-hmm. and working the process that was laid out before us now look my wife and I we put yes we put a lot of hard work into our programs but we aren't uh, geniuses here. It's not a, a magic, uh, this magic formula. This is through a journey that I had to go through, that things that I've learned along the way mm-hmm. and that I we put into this program that I felt that was in need of this community. And Annie has taken advantage of these tools and has applied it to her life and made a 100% turnaround in her life. Is she, does she still struggle? Yes, but she has tools available to her that she could apply to her life that don't, that doesn't allow the disease to dictate her life. Right. It's become her purpose. Yes. I think that's probably the biggest, Annie, would you say that's your biggest takeaway from your journey? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, Is if I could encourage anybody to just look in the mirror and tell yourself, I have a purpose. I'm worth it. And this pain is not going to define me. It's going to lead me. It's going to guide me. There is purpose behind it. And just believe in yourself, 
have the confidence and know that you are worth it. And what you do matters. And what you do could possibly change somebody else's life. Oh, so powerful. And that's so true. And I'm so grateful for you for coming on our show. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about um, before we let you go what you do. So look, what Annie's doing right now is just the tip of the iceberg. It's just the beginning, girl. The stuff that you're she has lit up. She's one of the moderators in our free group. So if you want to be in something free, that is a supportive community with lots of free resources, you can take advantage of right now. Um, we have a free um, a Facebook group. I'm going to drop the links below this broadcast for all these things. Um, but this is a free Facebook group that she's actually one of our moderators. And she goes live in there almost daily about uh, her journey, um, just to encourage you, just to support you. So she's in there making sure everyone's got, you know, the support that they need, um, connecting with you. She's an open resource. You can reach her in there. Annie, we're going to drop the, the link to your Facebook profile so people can connect with you. Annie does weekly. Uh, she says they're Zoom walks. She calls them twalks. <laughs> we're going to twalk. So this is this is her talk with you and walking with you if you don't if you don't know how, who to exercise with you don't know how to uh you know to kind of get out there and just by yourself you don't have to go by yourself you're not alone right that's our whole journey here and our whole mission you're not alone so mm -hmm. technology allows us to be able to do this not alone which is great and so we take advantage of that and so annie's here to make sure that no one is left behind yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so in our community just make sure you jump on one of these walks with annie it's free obviously and uh you know she'll just walk with you and talk with you so um it's such an amazing way and she has these amazing uh, uh hikes that she goes on in uh, colorado oh, that yeah. are gorgeous so if anything <laughs> you can be doing any exercise by the way not walking yeah. at all or whatever you're, you're doing by the way she's getting an amazing tan Dina. i know it's ridiculous yeah. <laughs> like you you i mean i everyone's darker than me but like i mean she's darker than me but she's darker than you <laughs> this is what you get for living in the northwest yeah, exactly so anyway, I just wanted you to know that I'm going to drop some links. Everyone, if you want to, um, you know, get together with Annie um, online and, and connect with her, tell her your story, get some support from her. She's here um, too to make sure that you're not alone. And um, absolutely, I was going to bring up another comment. Monica says, yes, we have all a purpose and can learn from each other and do it together. Doing it together is vital. And as a community, uh, we don't have not doing it alone is sometimes the only way we can do it. And so I encourage you to do that. So, Annie, I appreciate you being here today. We absolutely love and adore you. And your story is going to change lives. It already is. And uh, we just cannot wait to talk to you next time. We're definitely bringing you on the show again. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. We want to bring you back. Um, but yeah, again, we just thank you. We love you. And we so appreciate um, everything that you're doing um, for the community itself and everything that you do. Um, you. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much. So we're going to let Annie go real quick. And we have a couple more things to talk about, but thank you Annie, so much. We Annie, love you. We'll see you later. Bye. So that was an amazing interview. First of all, Annie's one of my favorite stories because she has actually gone full circle and taken every tip, everything that she's ever been given and just yeah. gone all the way in with it. So we, we I did want to um, one more time just talk about um, how you can reach us. You can find this on www.heartofanunderdog.com. And um, that's where our Podbean uh, podcasts are. We will be just right now, we're just being going through the process of getting accepted to all of the different podcast platforms. So moving forward, you'll find us on all your favorite platforms. But right now, uh, just a couple, um, but that'll be changing. We'll also have a YouTube channel coming up soon that you can uh, find our, our replays, our replay broadcast there in um, video form, not just podcasts. So this is where you go right here. And <clears throat> also... 
the Elite Ninja Academy, just to remind you, uh, we said this earlier, but I just want to remind you that we are, we're opening up seats right now in our Elite Ninja Academy, which is the program that Annie was talking about. And that is to, it's just for those who have hit a wall they or in their health because of their busy life or their career or their business or whatever it is. And they just don't know where else to go with their health. They have to make some change or you're just going along in life like Annie and this thing, bam, hits you Man. like a brick wall. And you suddenly have to deal with such an, a major health issue that it really could stop everything. It could really overtake you and start defining you if you're not careful. And it's so much to take on. And especially alone, sometimes even when you have a support system, they don't understand. We're here to understand, to come alongside you, to give you the tools and resources and the support to really take that on and not make it the, the thing that your life is all about. To, to go through the kind of transformation that Annie went through. Um, so that's where we're opening up those seats uh, here uh, really quick. And you'll see more information about that in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, what I really love is that, you know, Annie has become family and, mm -hmm. you know, everybody in the in our academy, it really is a family. Yeah. Um, we, we lean on each other. We uh, talk to one another. Uh, you know, it's not just... Weekly. Uh, <laughs> us saying, yeah. you know, um, you know, guiding people. It's not like that. It's an actual community where we all learn from one another. Mm -hmm. um, this is what's incredible about this, this academy. And I think why um, people like Annie are able to make such a turnaround because we're able to dive straight in to what the problems are and yeah. how we can resolve them. And that's what is really wonderful about that. It is. And, and, and on top of that, I want to add that one of the bonus things we're adding on to this round that are actually for now on, we decided to add on one-on-one -on -one coaching. So anybody who signs up now will actually get one-on-one -on -one coaching from Javi and I once a month where we really get into like forming your goals, putting together what you're going to accomplish in the yeah. next month, what it is for you and customizing that to you. And that's going to be a next level because that's not even what we did with Annie and she had this transformation and it's, I think it's going to be next level. So yeah. I, we are really excited to help people out there. If you're it, make sure you connect with us, make sure that you message me or Javi um, and uh, we can move forward and see if we can help you. want to make sure that this program is the right fit for you. Um, and if it is, we want to do everything we can to help you get this going because what you want is what we want for you as well. So. Exactly. So man, it's been a great show guys. I hope you guys got some value out of today. If you did, please hit like share this with your friends and family. We are just, this is our new show and we're just getting started. Right. And um, we have so many guests uh, lined up here in the uh, weeks to come and it's going to be very exciting. So please, like I said, share this with uh, your friends and family, neighbors, your dog, your cat, whatever. <laughs> uh, I really appreciate that. Absolutely. And uh, again, uh, Annie's story is so powerful. We hope you do share this because I know that um, this is going to be put out there and, and inspire someone to make those changes and to change their life. And isn't that what we're all about? Exactly. Right. So we thank you so much for joining us today on the Heart of an Underdog. We cannot wait to see you next time. And God bless.